1: I'm there. The OG of Jets Podcasting and Vlogging is back. Just when
2: I thought I was out, they pull
1: me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back, the real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother testify on play like a jet digital
2: welcome to there's always next year the podcast on the play like a jet network i'm your host brian bassett you can follow me on twitter brian underscore bassett with me today is josh conrad so it's just the two of us you can find josh on at josh underscore conrad on twitter travis is taking the day off he's uh in the weeds a little bit in uh in his in his uh kitchen down in bristol um so josh like just to say at the top here like we're taping this in the midst of um just a horrible situation unfolding uh, at UVA with, uh, you know, one former player of the team um, allegedly shooting three or maybe more players. There's maybe some wounded players. This the, the campus had been in lockdown. Obviously Travis is a big UVA fan. So just, uh, it's just one of those heartbreaking stories. And just to say like, you know, senseless violence is, is so sad. And, well there's nothing that can really explain what's happening here um how do you look at the world and try to make sense in the world in a moment like this where you're just yeah. see such heartbreaking news and trying to yeah. figure out what what to do with that and how to react to something like that that we, we see these real world situations happen but then they also touch the sports world too sometimes and it's really brought home yeah for sure you know obviously first
0: and foremost just Thinking of these players, families and friends and uh, Travis had shared um, with us just a a slight connection to the university and the football program. And so um, just, you know, thoughts and thoughts and prayers Mm -hmm. um, for just peace on that campus, obviously a city that's seen. Just a lot of violence these last six or seven years um, been riddled with it. And it's just been really hard to see from a little bit of distance. Um, you know, my my seven years in Richmond, we were in Charlotte's, Charlottesville a lot. Um, much, much, much love for that city, for that community. Um, and to see you know, what's been going on, going back to 2016. Um, and, and now this really horrific um, situation is, it's hard to see it. Um, yeah. It's hard to make sense of it, right? Like it really is. It's hard to make sense of, um, senseless violence. Um, and, you know, we, as we were just talking even pre-show, just a little bit about, I wonder if there's any idea about motive. Was there some, some sort of thing that triggered this? And, you know, regardless, we just said this, you know, regardless of, of what the motive was, um, you're still left wondering, like, how in the world is this happening? And so, you know, for me, um, from a, from a faith perspective, obviously, I think, um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of peace and solace I take um, in faith. Um, and at the same time, know that real, real life, um, happens. And for, for lots of people, um, especially a part of that UVA community, um, it's just really hard to, to process. And so, man, I would, I would just encourage people, you know, go through the process of grieving, go through the process because, um, to stuff it down or to treat it like it's not a big deal, um, only has future ramifications for people. And so talk to somebody, talk to a counselor, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for me it's it's obviously, hey, let's let's sit down and, and just share. Let's talk about what's going on in your life and um let's try to process together just a path forward um and one step in front of the front of the other. So yeah, thoughts, thoughts out to Travis. Um yeah. and and knowing knowing the massive cavalier heart that our buddy has, yeah, um, know that and know that today's a really hard day for him. So send send all your well wishes to Trav and to the UVA community, um, however and where wherever you do that. Um, But yeah, let's let's hope for a much more peaceful culture, much more peaceful time um, as
2: as uh, as the world turns. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's that is well said. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can't say anything better other than yeah, just that. Yeah. As you said, you know, process this. Think about this. Think about those families. Think about what that means. Think about what what that means to live in the reality of that. And, you know, what things can we do? How can we help? How can we help others? How can we, um, you know, try and prevent these sort of senseless things from from the future, but that, you know, humanity is still humanity and there's still always pain. Right. Yeah. And so look to faith. Right. As you say, I
0: think, yeah, the other part of it too, is I think what makes it especially difficult in moments like this with when things touch sports Um, sports feels like one of those things that's, a little bit escapist you know we Mm -hmm. we come to sports for fun you come to it for competition you come to it for fandom and kind of all the pieces that go with that and so when tragedy strikes um, in within the community of sports i I think it's especially um, difficult for people who go nothing feels safe nothing Mm -hmm. feels like it's off limits nothing feels um, certain and so the thing that i would go to would be to listen to my favorite podcasters, Josh, Brian and Travis, I'd love to go listen to. <laughs> if we're, if we're your favorites, by the way, uh, seek, yeah. help, seek, seek, seek help. help. Um, but, but um, I think that's why it's also especially difficult as it feels darker when something that feels like it should be outside of space and time, um, like a game of football or basketball or, or hockey, or whatever um, sport you, you're you most passionate about when it strikes in that community, that can feel especially, especially college campuses. We got We got young kids. Um, you know you got 17 18 19 20 year olds now um, in the midst of of a tragic event and it's especially hard to process when it when it involves you know younger people and I can say from this side of being young once and not being as young as I used to be that um, that's a that's a really that's a really important time to learn how to how to deal with the world and unfortunately Mm -hmm. when the real ugly evil part of the world shows up on your doorstep um, that can certainly be very very hard difficult to deal with and very jarring. And the thing that you would run to like sports also feels touched by this. And so um then I would, I would encourage people to reach out, talk to somebody, um, mm-hmm. deal with it in healthy ways. Um, but, you know, at least, at least for us today, we'll maybe provide a little bit of relief from that and talk about, yeah. talk about some sports and, and some other ways yeah. that maybe bring a little bit of lightness and, and a little bit of, a little bit of hope into this situation right now.
2: Yeah. So with, with that in mind, uh, just, yes, well said, uh but to bring a little bit of lightness into the moment. Uh, I'm sure you were watching the games unfold yesterday. Watching, oh yeah. You know, what happened to the Buffalo bills. Um, long story there for me, but a friend, friend of mine, good friend of mine, his dad was a bills fan and passed away recently. And so they were doing kind of like an Irish wake style. Watching the Buffalo mm. Bills, and so I got to go to that yesterday, which was a lot of fun. I left right before the Bills lost, so that actually worked out really Smart. well for me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't didn't know that was going to happen, uh, but uh, so so anyway. Um, but you know, I'm I'm there kind of with friends, and you know, my phone's blown up, and I'm getting these texts from people like, guys, like we're we're in first place. The Jets are in first place. So between the time that the Miami that Miami won, right, like there was a brief fleeting moment oh, yeah. where where the, the Jets were were sitting there at the top of uh top of the charts in the in the AFC East. How, did you see that too? Did you watch that unfold? Like was that I, kind of a, I, a wild oh, moment? Oh yeah. It was
0: it was it was that right before the Dolphins game went final and we're sitting up there at six and three and I'm going, holy crap, I've what what are those crooked numbers next to us in first place? They they don't make <laughs> s- is that a score? Are we up six to three on a team right now? Um, is there a reason why we're listed so high? Are we doing this reverse alphabetically? Um, it, it felt awesome. It felt really, really good to, to see, to see the jets up there for a fleeting moment. And, and say, say what you will the unpredictability of football. Um, it's just, it's reminding us that we know nothing. We thought the AFC West was going to be this loaded division and then here's the AFC East with all four teams currently in playoff positions, um heading around you know kind of the second half of these bye weeks and the second half of the season looming in a lot of ways so lots of lots of reason to feel really good as a jet fan right now um and knowing that next week we could very much be sitting very clearly in first place if, if things break the right way if we go into new england and, and get a victory there so um i am i am coming off this bye week very hot feeling feeling encouraged feeling ready to go for the next seven eight weeks
1: Thanks for listening to Play Like a Jet. Just want to remind you that there's plenty of time for you to go over to prizepicks.com and make your daily fantasy entries on their player projections. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com using the promo code PLAJ and get in on the action because it's a lot of fun and it's really easy. Here's how it works. Pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry no competing against other people just you versus the projections available you can do football nfl college football you can do basketball nba college basketball nascar ufc whatever you want it's all there at prizepicks.com entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that simple Download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code PLAJ. If you deposit 100 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code PLAJ at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's promo code PLAJ at PrizePicks.com
2: play like a jet play like a jet i uh you know i, I reached out to the bassett um stats department and uh, and i asked them i asked them hey how long has it been since the jets were in you know possession of first place of the afc east and uh and the, the report answer i got back is I, I don't know how to do that research but it's been a while so uh that was the, mm. that was the that was the official answer that i got back from the bassett uh statistical research center um, but uh, yeah, it's been a while since we were in first place, even for a matter of moments. Uh, so yes, it feels good. It feels good to kind of just be in striking distance. If you go and look at any of the you know standings websites and playoff websites, right? The Jets are currently sitting in fifth place in, in mm. kind of in terms of playoff ranking. They ob- they're obviously sitting above the Bills uh, because of their head to head. And I want to oh, yeah. dwell a little bit on the Bills while we have the Patriots coming up. We can talk a little bit about the Patriots. Um and kind of, you know, the the expected matchup there. Um, I mean, what what do we take away from the Bills, you know, losing to the Jets? Josh Allen wow. obviously injuring his elbow pretty severely. And then, like, I mean, I was watching the Bill the Bills game yesterday, like I said, and there were a couple of plays. There was one in particular, I can't remember when it happened in the game, but he went down, he was getting tackled, and he went down right on that right elbow. Um, mm. and, uh, you know, they were up, I don't know, it was like 27 to 17 or whatever it was at that point. Um, but like, it seems, and you know, they've had a host of other injuries elsewhere, you know, it seems to me that as amazing and dominant as this bills team has been, you know, they're fraying a little bit and, and yeah. without someone like Josh Allen, who has been, you know, such a beast for them over the last, you know, two and a half, whatever, uh, year and a half, two years, whatever it's been, um, you know, what is this team's chances if he can't stay healthy or they can't protect oh, yeah. him in a way? Like, I mean, you know, this makes them pretty vulnerable. Wouldn't you agree? Totally.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously in, in the different ways to build build your roster as an NFL GM, um, the, one, the one way the Bills have chosen is really build this around every, everything and your offense only works with big armed barrel chested Josh Allen at the helm. And so, If he's not there and you take away those 40, 50, 60 yard rushing days where the play breaks down and he can still escape for a first down, or he can just, he can power a pass 40 yards on a rope, um, to, to a Gabe Davis or a Stephon Diggs. Um, suddenly Devin Singletary doesn't look as daunting. Suddenly Dawson Knox doesn't seem as uncoverable. Um, and that's, that's, it's, you know, we never wish injuries on anybody. Um, and yet at the same time, the reality is that if he goes down, like that's, that's probably going to be a hard thing for the bills to sustain any real threat for the division and, or going into the playoffs. And it's still a very talented roster, obviously. Um, but you know, th- there's no more, there's no more fear of going into Buffalo or having Buffalo come to you the second half of the year um, with, without Josh Allen um, at, at the quarterback position. So, you know, it, it feels, it feels pretty, pretty fortuitous for the rest of the AFC East um, specifically our Jets to feel like there's, there's a real chance at this division where preseason looked like there was going to be no shot at that. An injury like this is big enough to a team like the Bills that, that the Jets, the Jets suddenly can slide into that driver's seat a little bit and kind of, kind of control their own destiny.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, the Bills and kind of their, you know, where they stand and, and all that. And I, I think one thing that I'm thinking about is like, do, well, you, you look at all the teams in the East, right? As you said earlier, and, and no team has a losing record right now. So it's pretty tightly knotted up there. And while, yes, the, the Patriots did beat the Jets, you know, last time around, and they're going to, the Jets got another chance to, to you know, to to remedy that this coming week. And then, you know, the, they beat the Dolphins without Tua. I mean, if you had to be more, worried about one of those two teams the Dolphins or the Bills for you know kind of winning yeah. the AFC East which one worries you more right now in this moment yeah on Monday November 14th it's it's it, it I'd be a little crazy to say it's still it's still the Bills
0: um, it seems like if Josh Allen could play you know they're in that game it's not like they got blown out it's not like he um, you know, suddenly was ineffective as a quarterback. I mean, even going down to overtime, he's still slinging the ball down the field. So that team still, to yeah. me, is, is in the driver's seat very much the king of the hill. But, um, they got, they got three, three pretty good teams. Um, you know, Senator Palpatine, um, and, and the, and the New York, you know, the, the New England Patriots. Looming and able at any time to just pull off a ridiculous victory against really good teams. Um, you've got Miami, which is maybe the fastest team ever assembled in the NFL, um, with a quarterback that could do a lot and is on a really hot streak right now. Um, and then you got the Jets with this incredible defense and a really, really great running game. Um, and so there are three very, very, uh, threatening teams um, to the bills, but I'd, I'd still say, Brian, it'd be hard to, you know, unless Josh Allen actually goes down has to have surgeries out for six weeks. Um, it still is the bills to me, at least right now, but that might change. I'm
2: with you. I'm with you. I think the dolphins are definitely, you know, showing that they are worthy of respect. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, yeah, I'm, I'm still more worried about the bills than than I'm about the dolphins just for now, just for now. Um, so so you talk about Emperor Palpatine you, uh, you talk about um, you know the Patriots Let, let's look a little bit at the the second half schedule here but let's let's start with the first game which is um the the upcoming New England game the Jets uh will go on the road this coming Sunday to New England uh to <laughs> to play a team that you know DJ Reed said you know that he is very much looking forward to playing Again, against this team, um, you know, you go to, go to a site like Football Outsiders, just trying to get a sense of, you know, what is this New England team this year? You know, what is their what is their DNA? Um, you know, they are one of the league worst offenses so far this year. Obviously, you know, Mac Jones and Billy Zappi have been, you know, kind of trading starting spots. You know, they have a very lackluster group of receivers. I like Jacoby Myers for what he is um but you know you have this kind of overpaid group of underproducing tight ends they have some great running backs from Andre Stevenson um is kind of leading the charge there uh, but still th- that offense is you know 25th out-, out of 32 teams in the league um so that is not the defining uh group of this team anymore you know kind of in the post Tom Brady era um but this is very much a Bill Belichick team defense third in the league you know in terms of uh dvoa which is the football outsiders measurement of kind of how do you play against all the teams in all situations and then special teams fifth in the league so um so when you think about this team um you know that is estimated. They estimate them to win five games in, in the course of the season. Um, The Jets are only at six point one estimated wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but when when you think about this New England team and you think about what our what our Jets team is like, how do you think those things match up well? Like how do they match up for the Jets? So you get the Jets, which you know has a pretty good special teams, maybe not as good as as New England's. But a great defense, you know, kind of surging defense. Mm-hmm. And then an offense that's, you know, was finding its way with Brees Hall, but then obviously that got kind of cut short because of his injury, uh, but seems to be establishing themselves with kind of in the James Robinson era. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about how these two teams kind of match up on paper against each other and what that means for the yep. Jets?
0: Yeah, this, this feels like another, I think we could say, even even a couple of weeks back, um, the first Patriot game felt like that kind of slug it out, don't make mistakes. The team that makes mistakes is going to lose this game, and the team that made mistakes lost the game. Um, mm-hmm. And so it feels it feels very much like you just said, ball control, a lot of running the ball. Um, Ramondre Stevenson is just a really good running back. And so even, even him um, in that offensive line going up against specifically our front seven, um, I I, I think it's at least a wash. Like I you know, I think the Jets mm-hmm. defense is obviously very, very good. Um, but Ramondre Stevenson is a really, really good running back. Um I don't I don't have a lot of fear of uh Mac Jones or
2: uh Bailey whatever. Zappy.
0: Bailey Bailey Zappy uh zapping <laughs> us. Um that doesn't that doesn't freak me out. But you know, this these these are the things, you know, we make all those mistakes and Nick Folk just made field goal after field goal after field goal and they yeah. just shipped us to death all day um that's that's how the second half specifically of that game went so it just feels like control the ball um and make make a play or two and and let let our defense um it's going to come down to mistakes i know it sounds super super cliche but you cannot make mistakes against bill belichick in foxborough specifically Mm -hmm. um with a fan base that is sitting at five and four with their perennial younger brother coming into town feeling good about themselves they would love nothing more than and the Jets a second loss in three weeks. Um, so I'm, I am, I am really hopeful um, that that we can control the ball, not make mistakes. Don't put Zach Wilson in situations third and longs where he's going to feel that desire to sling the ball forty yards down the field, um, making stupid stupid plays. If we can mm-hmm. establish James Robinson, and Michael Carter early, um, I'm hoping for a lot of a lot of just live within the box is all we're asking Zach Wilson to do this week, <laughs> and let the defense do what the defense does and we should be able to at least have a shot in the end. I don't know if we're going to win this game or not. Um it'd be it'd be a, a really nice win against to add to the resume,
2: but um you know, I think that's what it's coming down to, run the ball play good defense. Yeah, I, I think you're I think you're exactly right. You know, there these teams match up well against each other in terms of where their strengths lie and where their weaknesses lie. Um right, which ultimately means it comes down to mistakes. It comes down to kind of sharp, you know, coaching, you know, uh, you know, going for it in, in certain situations, but then being able to execute, you know, if you're going to do an onside kick, you know, a surprise onside kick, you better be sure to execute on it, you know, cause that that's the sort of stuff that can come back and kill you. Um, but okay. yeah, I'm with you. Like they have to play tight in terms of um, in, not, you know, be tight or, you know, play uptight, but like, you know, they need to keep it, you know, keep it in control, hold on to the ball, no dumb passes, right? None of the stuff that we saw in, in that last New England game. Uh Zach can't be doing any of that if they, if they want to win this game. And um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, I, this team feels like it's kind of all coalescing. And, you know, I do think a win here could, could really help it, them. It, um, yeah. It, them. It's, It feels it feels like we're in the in the
0: middle of a Zelda campaign, and we got to beat a mini boss. We got to go into (laughs) New England and get this victory, and not have this season reset on us. Like it feels like this isn't the big boss, but you know, there's some bosses coming up the next couple weeks. We got we got some good teams on the schedule that you know, going to Buffalo, going to Minnesota. These could be really difficult games, looking where those two teams are. Um, This is a game. If you want to be a playoff team, you got to win this game. You have to win this game. I don't think it's must win, but I do feel like it, it. It would be very indicative if they if they don't go in and win this game to feel like, well, the first half of the season was great. And we had a bunch of injuries and now we're six and four and we're kind of scrapping for maybe a wild card spot or go in, get a decisive victory, come home, feeling like we still know who we are. Coming off a bye week with a victory
2: would be a, a real, real momentum boost going into the next couple of weeks, which could be pretty tricky yeah. for us. Yeah, and I think that's exactly right. And I want to kind of run through, I mean, everybody can go, you know, look at the schedule themselves if they want, but right, you, have, you go at New England, then you come home to a surging Chicago Bears team you know, Justin yep. Fields is, you know, finally figuring it out. You know, this is the guy I thought I wanted the yes. Jets to take, you know, number Me two too. overall. And this is, this is the reason what we're seeing in the last three weeks, whatever it's been. Like, this is the reason why I wanted that guy yes. at number two. Um, and so we're starting to see it. You know, they're starting to put it together. They've got, a, you know, better coaching staff. They're not, you know, just hanging him out to dry. Um, so so anyway, so I think this Bears game is going to be very interesting. I think people earlier in the season just looked at that as a you know auto win. That is not an auto win game anymore one, with the way Fields is playing. One, yeah. one quick
0: note on on just that Bears team. So the last three weeks, as you just said, he's running. I mean, Justin Fields is running around like crazy, and I'm getting already a little bit of FOMO, missing out on that guy. Um, really, really, <laughs> still wanted the Jets to take him, but they've scored over 30 points the last three weeks, but they're 0 three. Like it, it's another team yeah. that. Seems like they can, they can do a lot of stuff, but they're not closing games. This jet team feels mm-hmm. like it's starting to figure out a little bit how to close games. And so that one might not be in the thirties, but, um, Justin Fields containing that guy, if you can keep him under, I know it sounds crazy under 60 to 70 rushing yards, right? Make that guy throw against our secondary, um, and throw right into the teeth of our corners
2: feels like a very winnable game still. But I agree. It's not nearly as much of a cakewalk as we maybe thought preseason. Yeah. And then they go on the road to a surging Minnesota team. You know, I mean I but, think people yeah. People are now saying this Minnesota team, you know, looks like, you know, the the potential uh you know roadblock for the Philadelphia Eagles if they want to you nah. know make a Super Bowl run. Nah, don't think so. Nah,
0: I don't see it. I don't know. I
2: everything, you know,
0: the Buffalo win is nice, but it doesn't happen if Josh Allen doesn't fumble that snap on the goal line. Like it it's not it's a good Mm -hmm. team. Like I'm not saying they're bad. You can't be a bad team at eight and one, but that 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 number looks very intimidating. But when you actually watch these games, they're not blowing teams out. I think they're, you know, plus thirty or so in point differential. Doesn't seem like that big of a juggernaut team. That's definitely a difficult game going on the road, playing Justin Jefferson. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's Dalvin Cook. Like there's there's some talent on that team on both sides of the ball. It's gonna be a difficult game, but I don't think they're, you know, we're not, we're not playing the, I don't know, we're not playing the 94 Cowboys. Like, I feel like there's, there's, there's sure. a lot of wins.
2: There's a lot of winnability in that game going to Minnesota. Yeah. I, I think you're right. And I think like I'm really looking forward to that game. Not that I expect Sauce Gardner to, you know, to, you know, shut Jefferson out completely, but I would love to see him at a minimum slow down Jefferson from the pace that he's been on, yeah. you know, most of the season. And I would consider that a win for a rookie cornerback like uh you know like sauce and well dj right because you know but tall task but you know i think i think this squad is is up to finding ways to limit him at a minimum and then right that puts things back to like okay well who else can you throw the ball to i mean they have hawkinson Mm. now which is great uh but you know there's no other receivers of of notoriety on that team whatsoever i mean adam is turning into dust before our eyes like the uh like the end of uh Raiders of the Lost Ark and the uh and the Holy Grail one right where the guy mm-hmm. tricks the thing and like he's dusting away on us right now. So um uh, <laughs> so that 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 there's not a lot of places to throw the ball so that'll be interesting. Uh then they go back on the road and they see the Bills again. So this is going to be, you know, a December 11th game at the Bills. Um that's a big one, you know, obviously, you know, for all the reasons we've talked Oops. about Josh Allen and, you know, you know, but like so that th- this next month, like just to say this might be like what makes or breaks the season for this team. If they can, I'm not expecting them to win all those games, but, you know, they got to win at least half of those games against New England, the Bears, the Vikings, the Bills, um, before they kind of get the Detroit Lions, which are, you know, the greatest team at, you know, putting up, you know, 35 points and losing uh, that this league has ever seen. I mean, obviously they, you know, stole one yesterday. Um, and then the Jaguars, the Seahawks and the Miami Dolphins, you know, at Seattle and at Miami to close out the season. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, they've got to get at least four wins over the next two months, you know, at least, you know, probably five wins out of these teams. I think it's doable. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's doable, but yeah, it's like, this team has to continue to um, you know, harden and form like, like we've been kind of seeing so far in the last month of the season, kind of since that you know, between that Dolphins, you know, yeah, Dolphins Green Bay game, kind of when that things were starting to come together for them. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I similarly, I I think I see about four four wins. I feel somewhat confident in. I see about three games that are, I I would I would not be shocked if we lost, and I see one or two that are a little bit in the middle. Um, and uh, ten wins. Yeah, who shows ten, up? Ten, yeah. Yeah, t- a ten win team would be. Oh my gosh, I feel really great about that. I would love though, like just I would love to go into Seattle and beat Gino in Jamal's face. And just I love <laughs> Gino and think he got done yeah. done wrong, but that would feel like that would feel like a real big statement win. Um on New Year's Day, four o'clock game in in Seattle. Um that'd be a really fun one. But yeah,
2: similarly, I see about four wins. I, I do still see a playoff team. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I, I like, yeah, I, and I think just remembering now that there's 16, uh, 17 games, not a 16 game season anymore, right? 10 wins is not the, you know, auto entry to the, uh, totally. to the playoffs that it once was right. So it, it, it might get you there, but that last loss, you know, that loss, that seventh loss, like might really, you know, make all the difference in the world. So, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you re- really like it, kind of the the you know eleven wins is the new ten wins, right? That's kind of kind of how it is with the with the new season, the way it is.
0: Yeah, the 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 piece of it too that also helps even at a ten win team is feeling like there's the extra wild card spot, and so it does mm-hmm. feel like there's a little bit of a yes, kind of it's like ten and a bit half, a bit, yeah. But, it feels more like a ten you, and a half, yeah. You know, look look around the AFC though. You don't, I mean the Chargers losing yesterday, but that team is still six and four. Like there's, there's or five and four. Like you're, you're, you're not getting um even the Chargers who, you know, after, after losing Herbert in week two felt like, oh, that, that season's done. They're sitting at a winning record one game behind the Jets. So there's a lot of good teams in, in the oh, AFC yeah. and the Jets are going to have to rack up these, you know, you got to beat the Jaguars. You've got to beat the lions. You probably have to beat the bears. You probably need to go into new England and get a victory mm-hmm. to even, even have a chance at, you know, Vikings, Bills, Seahawks, Dolphins. Like you, you got to find four to five more victories here if you want to feel like we're we're moving
2: ahead and, and we're we're a playoff team. Yeah, uh, currently, you know, standing. Uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to go to like you know the website to like you know look at who's in the hunt and everything like that. And ESPN has a really tight format. And then I, I like went off that page and now I'm going back. I went back just to whatever the first one was in Google. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, it's more artsy, but anyway, I'm looking at the NFL, like, you know, playoff picture page. And so, right. Like teams currently sitting behind the jets who are in fifth place. Um, You know, uh, you've got, okay. So, you know, chiefs, dolphins, Titans, Ravens, jets that, okay. Here's the teams behind them bills and sequentially down from six. So bills, Patriots. Chargers Bengals uh ele- and I'll go as far as 11th which is the Browns who have not yet even um you know gotten Deshaun Watson kind of yeah. you know they I think he's just going into the facility for the first time today so mm-hmm. so I mean I don't think the 3 and 6 Browns are that much of a of a you know a, a threat but you know you right to your point you have some really good teams Chargers and Bengals mm-hmm. specifically uh, you know, as well as the Bills and Patriots, you know, in the same division, right? Like that are directly behind the Jets. Um, and right. so, so yeah, you, you could lose two games to the wrong teams, Bills and, uh, you know, Bills and Patriots specifically, and fall a long way down that, that, uh, totally. that you know, playoff picture hunt. Um,
0: yeah. And, and just reminding ourselves, like, you know, of the teams you just said, Chiefs, Dolphins, Titans, Ravens, as, as the current division leaders, but then Jets, Bills, Patriots, Chargers, Bengals, Colts, only three of those six are going to make the playoffs. You're going to have right. some combo of Jets, Bills, Patriots, Chargers, Bengals, Colts missing the playoffs. And so, right. you know, is do I love our chances? I think we're right on the line. I think it's us and maybe like the Chargers fighting for maybe that last spot because I think the Bengals might start surging. Um, something stupid could happen in New England and, you know, Mac Jones goes on a tear again and that team starts to put it together. Um, there's, there's a lot of competition around us. And so acting like going into the bye at six and three is certainly way beyond what our expectations were. But now if you want to go to the next level and you really want to compete for playoff spots, maybe even potentially hosting a playoff game at some point in the next year or two, um, you, you have to literally start winning the games that are on your schedule that have to be W's. You cannot lose to the Jets. Yeah. Just earmark this now. If they lose to the Jags, like that's that's it. That is <laughs> it. just pack it up. We we did better than we thought, but <laughs> we are not where we should be if we lose to the Jaguars.
2: Sell your season tickets at that point. Yeah, just sell. Uh, them I all. mean, well, for the rest of the year. That's all I mean to say. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, cool. So, hey, uh, normally you know the leaves are changing. It's mid-November. Pumpkin spice lattes are you know rolling, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving, you know, all the all the wonderful things of fall are happening at this time of year, Josh. And generally at this time of year, I'm spending a lot of time on tankathon.com. Oh, um, yeah. You know, but like so, right, the old friend Tankathon to see like, okay, do the Jets have the first pick, do they have the second pick, do they have the you know, tenth <laughs> pick? You know, wh- okay, where's that Seattle pick gonna, gonna, you know, land them? So obviously this year is a different year. So like I've had this, uh, like, phantom urge to go check out Tankathon, and uh, and I finally got over there uh, for the first time in a long time, um, the, you know, a couple, couple weeks or a couple months or whatever, and, you know, just to see, yeah, what's it going? You know, how, are, how are things going? How's it all shake, shaking out for the Jets? Right now, the Jets stand 23rd um, in go. terms of, uh, you, you know, where scroll. they'll that is a, yeah. that, you is a scroll. that
0: is a, ser- that's
2: a serotonin hit when you have to scroll to find the Jets. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But the thing that really stuck out to me, we were talking about before we started taping was like, y- you look at who's in the top 10 and you see New Orleans, you know, has, has uh traded. There's four teams that are in the top 10 that have traded away picks, right? So, so you have that based on their Tankathon ranking, right? These, these mm. picks are already transferred. So you have New Orleans at four who has given their pick to the Philadelphia Eagles because they Brutal. really wanted Chris Olave, right? They had Brutal. to have Chris Olave. They moved up however many picks. It was stupid. The Eagles, the undefeated Eagles have a top <laughs> 5 pick. Good luck rest of the <laughs> NFC East. Right. Good luck. Right. Guys. Exactly right. Yeah, have fun. Have fun with them next year and the and the next 3 years. Um so so yeah, so the Eagles get a, get a top get their at present if the season ended today, they'd have a top 4 pick. Uh then you go down a couple spots to number 7, Denver uh, you know in all their you know brilliant you know smarts traded away uh you know i think multiple firsts to seattle for for russell wilson who has been i mean absolutely at or mr. below placement. yeah mr unlimited he's been mr unlimited mr. And, you know other than i mean other the only thing that's been unlimited about russell wilson is his lack of self-awareness as he's doing Knee high kicks down the aisle of the plane on the flight to Britain. Right, that the <laughs> only the, thing that's been unlimited the, about him. He's the definition of cringe. The word cringe <laughs> is Russell Wilson. Yes. So so Denver, uh, you know, has traded away their pick to Seattle. You know who is you know rolling with you know Fant and and Geno Smith and is just destroying uh, you know the the West out there. Uh, you know who you know with with this kind of you know ragtag. You seemingly, you know, going into the season on paper, like, what are they doing? So Seattle will get a top 10 pick. Then you have, uh, from the uh, Stafford trade, the Rams uh, traded away their pick to Detroit. Um, mm. And so this is what? The Jared is like Goff The second trade. one? The, the what trade? The Jared Goff trade. What do you mean? <laughs> no, it's the Stafford trade. What do you mean the Jared Goff trade? Uh,
0: I'm pretty sure that if you think about what the Lions have gotten in return for one <laughs> Matthew <laughs> ACL, uh, PCL, Shoulder, Labrum, Stafford. You got right. Jared Goff, and you got another top 10 pick. Like, <laughs> you traded away a Super Bowl, potentially, but I think Jared Goff is winning that Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, advantage Lions. Advantage. Detroit. Wow,
2: that is a hot take. Jared Goff would mm. have won the Super Bowl. I think so. Uh, Oh, wow, that is a hot take. I like that. I like that. I li- and we can now refer to that as the Jared Goff trade. I will. I will. Mm-hmm. I will agree. And then um, at number nine, Cleveland, of course, with their uh, <laughs> insane trade for Deshaun Watson, giving up you know multiple multiple picks uh, mm-hmm. and lots of money to get Deshaun Watson, who will be entering, as I said, entering the building uh, as of Monday, and we playing week. Employees 13. have been warned. Employees have been warned. the The staff has been uh, has been made Close aware. And, uh, yeah, they're going to have a Hannibal Lecter mask on his on his face <laughs> and his genitals. I think uh, in, in oh, So that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, so yeah. So so the point here is, I think what I just wanted to say and kind of going through that is, it's crazy to think how many GMs and and you know, I mean, hey, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback on the field. Um, the Stafford trade we can say, or the golf trade, excuse me, the golf trade, we can say for the Rams that it worked, but the Rams Mm -hmm. have had a long history of basically undervaluing their, their first round draft picks. Denver, you know, we're going to see if Russell can figure it out or they can get a coach who knows what the hell he's doing. That isn't, um you know um you know nathaniel hackett son of you know the famous paul hackett from the from the new york jets <laughs> um and then you know and then the, the new orleans trade. And so i think I, I was just saying like it's crazy to me how much these gms overvalue their ability yes. to build teams and think they can you know build teams and so like you look at the rams right like okay they, they got a super bowl i'm not taking anything away from that but you know the uh, you know the den the Denver Broncos, the the sea C- uh, the the Saints and the Seahawks. Like, were those trades really worth it to you? Were you were mm. you Chris Olave away? Like, you know whatever six picks or you know missing out on Olave. Were you were you Olave away from? Um, you know, from making this team a contender? Why would you do that trade when you know your team's not going to be good? Like, and you could have had George Pickens, you know, in the second round or something like that, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. it it makes no sense to me why these teams think they do this. And so I, I don't know. I just wanted to see what you think about, like the way that, Other organizations are building the team versus the way Joe Douglas has built the team. And I know Joe has traded up a couple of times, you know, AVT specifically, and Travis has, you know, adamantly defended that, that move. Um, but yeah, I mean, where are you on the kind of trade up, trade down or, you know, give away future first? Because, because just at a baseline, like the 32nd pick of the first round of the NFL draft, you go by the old Jimmy Johnson trade chart between the first pick of the draft. If you're just looking at the value of those picks, there's a 5x to 6x differential between what, mm-hmm. what the last pick of the first round is worth to the first pick of the first round. So like, so I guess my point is, you got to be really sure you know what you're doing, yeah. right? And you yeah. probably don't know what you're doing even if you're GM. What what do you think? Yeah, I I agree with everything you just said.
0: I think one of the one of the main effects of or one of the main symptoms of the recent devaluing of first round picks in the NFL is actually the NBA. Like you can look at the NBA and, you know, Hey, we want to go get Paul George from Oklahoma city um, set the Clippers. And they're like, what's that going to cost? And Sam Presti goes, give me six first round picks. And the Clippers did it in like a heartbeat. Like we'll swap picks three times. We'll give you three additional first rounders. The difference being massive in a number of ways, <laughs> one, a 15 man roster versus a 53 man roster um, two one player has an effect um, as 20% of the player minutes on the floor. Mm-hmm. One player on the NFL field is 6%. Um, so right. I mean, there's, there's just a 10%, whatever. The, I don't know. Yeah. It's low on one of the mass. ball. Right. You're not, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like 6%. It's maybe 6%. You you're right. Listen, if you're listening, you didn't come for math equations. You came for, for hot takes <laughs> and for, and for the <laughs> jokes. Um, so like, the the NBAification of devaluing first round picks, um, where you have NBA GMs going, I'll just acquire as many. You have smart GMs, in my opinion, going, I'll collect as many of these as I can and flip it for an asset later. Um, it feels like you know, specific to the Rams, feels like you know, three four years ago when they started doing this, and suddenly they're finding themselves in a situation where you got a Super Bowl and congratulations, like that is the goal, is to win win the big one. Um, so we can't. And now it's falling the apart. Time. And now Cooper Cup yeah. is injured. And now what? And now what? And, and, and yeah. totally. And so then you know you're the wild swing between what felt like let's sustain growth, let's be competitive for a long, long time. Feels like it's going away a little bit in the NFL. It's it's let me pop up for two, three years, trade all my future assets for the three years after that, and just hope that I can pull off a title um, that might keep me around, and I'm going to keep kind of going, swinging be, wildly between those two worlds. Um, is really what the NBA has done for the last 10 or 15 years is we're going to go be competitive or we're just going to flat out tank and try to lose as many games as we can acquire all the first rounders that we can. Um, this is also known as the jet strategy, except we've never done the, be on the top for two or three years. Um, other than the two AFC championship games. But, you know, that's, that's a big effect here. The devaluing that's happened across mostly the NBA and the NFL, obviously Major League Baseball, hockey, there's, there's other leagues, but I, I, I don't know those as well in terms of value. I just know really these two worlds. Um, that feels like a major effect right now is, is NFL teams trying to mimic what NBA franchises are doing, except that you're missing the massive part that you need 22 starters. You don't need mm-hmm. five. Like you need a whole bunch more talent on the field and getting one or two guys doesn't have the same effect on an NFL team that it does on an NBA team. You need kind of those, you need second round guys, third round guys to pop constantly. And so if you're giving those things away in additional trade values for guys like Russ Wilson, like you're going to be depleted. Like Denver is going to be in a situation the next couple of years, where you don't have the quarterback you thought, plus you don't have the picks that you gave away for him. And so you're going to be constantly struggling in positions on the field where you need competent players and so to me give me a Joe Douglas that doesn't seem like he's swinging the hammer to trade three first rounders to move up to get a right. Chris Olave like give give me the package or you know a second and a fourth and go get AVT. like those are the trades to me that make the most sense is let me acquire some future you know some some better quality play at one of these massive positions but I'm not going to give up the farm for the thing um, that seems to be where you've got GMs that are that are doing that well. Another example of this would be Devonte Adams in in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like that, those guys mortgaged the farm to Green Bay to get that one guy, and I think they're three and six. Like what 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 did you think was going to happen um, versus what's actually happening? And that like the wild swing you're taking, just to swing for the fences does not seem to work as consistently in the NFL. And so give me Joe Douglas all day. Um I can defend the little trades and question little things here and there. Mm-hmm. Don't have to feel like he just mortgaged three years of the future for a guy like Russ Wilson who's got a noodle for an arm at this point. So um, yeah. you know,
2: that's that's my that's my that's my rant rant of the week. No, I love it. I love it. And I agree with everything you said. I think the only thing that I would add is that there's also this interesting dynamic uh where you know, as you, you kind of touched on this at the start where you're talking about kind of future picks and, you know, the great thing about future picks is they are valuable and they hold no space on your cap. Right. Yes. So like, so like that is, I mean, in addition to the fact that you can, you know, take a lottery ticket and maybe go out and, you know, pick a great player to add to your offense or defense or whatever. Um, but in addition to that, there is zero cap charge for that pick. Um, and mm-hmm. so you get to hold this, you know, very valuable lottery ticket that you can then figure out what to do with later. Right. And so like, you look at the, you know, the Eagles, for instance, right. They took one of those picks and they used it to trade. uh, I can't remember all everything they gave for AJ Brown, but like, you know, like that was a guy who had already proven himself as a dog. And it's like, yes, I, I think that AJ Brown is going to be more valuable than whoever we could pick at this place. So we're going to go yes. ahead and do that. Right. And so, so like they, it's it's just it's very smart to know when to deploy them and when to mm-hmm. use them so that you know them how then you can use your cap around that. So um, so yes, I love that. I love what all. That's are. a great
0: example. AJ Brown's a really great example because Tennessee doesn't seem like they value wide receivers as much. That team like Philly needs a wide receiver in that offense with yeah. Jalen Hurts to really stretch the field, which opens up ten twelve yard runs for Jalen Hurts as, as alongside thirty yard. Completions to A.J. Brown. And so if you can find that team that has a stud at a position that seemingly Tennessee was not super attached to A.J. Brown, was willing to take back whatever they got as compensation, draft a guy like Traylon Burks, kind of replace that prototype of the same kind of player at a cheaper cost. Time will tell. um, But at least for right now, those those are the moves to go make if you're if you're Philly. Um, but right. that's also the move you make if you're the Titans. And so right. that's, uh, you know, we could do this for hours and hours. I think the other part of this is <laughs> shocking, shocking to me as we're even talking about it is realizing the Jets didn't move on from Elijah Moore. And it felt like maybe that'd be a guy they'd move on from knowing that the identity of this team was not going to be necessarily run and gun offense with you know BYU Zach Wilson running around the field, but really like control the ball, run the ball, play really good defense, a little bit more Niners esque. Where you want some skill on the outside, but if a guy doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here. Man, I I look like, at thinking back now, I'm I'm kind of shocked Joe didn't make that trade and get get Elijah Moore out of the building for maybe a second round or third round or whatever, um and and bring in some future assets there as well. But maybe they valued him a little bit more than maybe I'm
2: I am aware of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's fascinating. So I think right on the whole, I think we, we both agree with, with the way that the team is being built and constructed and, and there are times to kind of go all in and do those sorts of things, as we said, right. As the Eagles did there, but right. Better to, um, to hold in reserve and then play them when the timing is right. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I, as, l- I love as, that. I, I, it's going to be fascinating to watch this all play out. Uh, and as, I hope as, that Joe is in the market to get more of these picks as more GMs come online that think they are meaningless or worthless. Right. Like great. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Let's go. I think a poignant quote from
0: really well-respected NFL GM and perennial football savant Uh, Kenny Rogers once saying, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them.
2: Love it. I love it. Uh, (laughs) I'll go to war. I'll go to war with you and Kenny Rogers any day. I love it. Uh, All right. Well, Hey, Hey, I got to run, but Hey, thank you so much, Josh. Thank you for your time. Uh, Thanks uh, for, for Travis too. Um, We will talk to you next week after the Patriots game. Good. uh, Everybody have a good week. Enjoy it. And I hope that the jets come home a lot happier. And the last time they played the Patriots. Adios. We'll see you next week. It's it's Patriots week, Jet fans. Go do
0: your worst. Go be as salty (laughs) as you can all over the internet. Amen.